Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Today is February the 22nd, all right, yeah, 2023, and great news to report. One, survived Mardi Gras. Two, we will not have another week without Major League Baseball until the middle of November. Yeah, I tweeted out um, today, it's it's in three days, Cardinal Baseball starts, Um then after that, we get, the the w, we get into WBC season. And then after that, it's a sprint straight to the regular season. So it's um, we're kind of going to think of it now. I think it's official. Like everyone after the Super Bowl says it's officially baseball season. I think now it's kind of officially baseball season. And um, I'm excited. Wainwright's throwing the throwing game one, of course, of spring training. So yep. is it going to be that fun storyline to watch? I'm And I'm excited to see what the lineup looks like. Um, yeah, me too. For game uh, I will one. Say this is- well, if who's in it? Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I, it is nice to ha- hop on Twitter and outside of Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Derek Carr, finally we're getting to all baseball besides you know the NBA. Uh, trying to whittle that that algorithm down, but it is nice to see spring training going on. It is nice to see the red and the white. It's nice to see the Cardinals back. Uh, I will be watching on Saturday because I have nothing going on because I'm essentially in a hibernation until St. Patty's Day. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching probably just about every game um yep because i don't it feels like this one i don't know what it was i it's probably the fact that the blues are absolute dog shit but i normally have something to hold me over until um until baseball season so i'm not as eager but the saints sucked the blues suck um the pelicans are good but they don't ever all their players are always hurt someone so i think i'm just ready to get into baseball season i think illinois basketball just kind of so so north carolina basketball very disappointing maybe the most disappointing season in their like history uh yeah it's been it's been weird but it's been nice to have the pelicans down here to keep me entertained but i am full-born baseball it's cool uh, i really two shout outs for networks espn plus love it with all the college baseball games so if you are a college baseball fan and you have ESPN Plus. I think we have it as part of the Disney Hulu bundle. Fantastic! Like fantastic. Watched Southern LSU the other day. That was great. Um, and then two, really cool with the uh, MLB TV playing like eight. I don't remember the number. I was going to make up a number there. But a lot of minor league games this year we'll have access to through all our MLB TV. I'm I am super geek. Is it, it? I didn't think it was all of them. I think if you get it's maybe like ten dollars more expensive and you get every minor league game. Okay, well, the, the package that I, I'm getting ready to buy did not offer me. It just told me it came with minor league baseball. Yeah, and it's also – there's there's rumors, and this hasn't – nothing's official yet. But if the, if Bally misses another payment or the Diamond Sports Group or whoever the fuck is – this is all bullshit. Sinclair, we don't know who – right, right. Yeah, whoever's doing it. Um, if they miss another payment, there's a chance that MLB TV is going to offer an additional fee to watch your own team on MLB TV – regardless of location. So, um, yeah, kind of hoping that happens for me. That'd be nice. I could pay you the extra money and then watch the Cardinals on the TV set of my phone. Cause I mean, well, last year I watched, first of all, everyone listening heard him say he will pay me for that. So that is good Two, two. I'm just kidding. You don't have to Two. uh, my suggestion since I'm going to go ahead and buy it. Uh, cause we had it from Dylan Bristol last year, which was awesome. But now that I'm down here, I can't use his because I have to have the billing statement and the shipping ad address add up so down here i would get blacked out that's what happened to me like the first three weeks i was down here couldn't figure out pelicans couldn't get blues couldn't get anything finally got that figured out i'm gonna go ahead and purchase it my suggestion to you dude is get a vpn that's my number one suggestion and then you can watch everything 
Yeah, I'm gonna figure that out, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. want to forget my PlayStation. Hey, not that we're out here, not that we're out here uh, saying that people should cheat the system. But uh, if you if if you want to, we are adamantly and outspokenly against blackouts. Yes. So if you can find a way to fuck up the system and get away from blackouts, I'm in support of that. But you want to get into what we're here to talk about today? Because well, yeah, I'm I excited. do. But let me. I'm gonna instead of instead of just saying this episode is about like your thesis I didn't, statements. Of I didn't say it. Hey, I just wanted to bring this to our our viewers' attention. By the way, thank you guys again so much. It has been a great month, like for the Hard Nine Pod. So thank you so much. Keep keep telling friends. Keep joining us. Keep commenting. Keep being a part of the show. Without you guys, there is none of this, and we greatly appreciate you. Also, hit that little subscribe button that's right up there as you're watching this. We greatly appreciate that. But I did a little digging today because, I, like I said, I'm in hibernation for the next however many days that I just am not going out. Um, just so, I, and it really, you know, I think that we're really critical as we lead into where, where we're heading with our next player profile. I think we're really critical a lot of times about how the Cardinals haven't developed a superstar. And I've been, I've said that, like the last real superstar the Cardinals developed was Albert Pujols. Well, not every organization has an Albert Pujols. So let's, let's go ahead and get that out first. But I just did some digging today. And so far with our player profiles, you know, obviously discounting um, Goldie and Nolan, who were drafted by by the D-backs and the Rockies, and then Tyler in Seattle. I mean, Wilson. Edmund was Wilson. Sixth, And Wilson, yeah. Edmund was a – thank you for that. Edmund was a sixth-round pick. Brendan Donovan was a seventh-round pick. We talked about, um, obviously, um, Carlson being a first-round pick. We talked about Gorman being a first-round pick. Guys, Burleson, second round pick. Bader, who we used, I know he's not here, but we turned him into Jordan Montgomery, who's going, I think, have a really good year here this year, was in the third round. Mason Wynn, on his way, haven't got to him yet. That's a second round. Kisner, seventh round. Helsley, fifth. Zach Thompson, another first rounder. Hicks in the third. Palante in the fourth. Grisef, I mean, the list goes on and on. We haven't even talked about Tink Hintz, Connor Thomas, Josh Baez, Jerpy, Crooks. Those were all in the first five rounds as well. Like we, it's maybe time to really start giving Randy Flores and Mo and the rest of the group and the scouting department and the drafting and the developing department a, a major props as we lead into another number one draft pick that we're going to talk about today in Jordan Walker. Yeah, Randy Flores, Gary LaRock, um, Mike Gersh, all those guys that have that Mo, you know, Mo said part of the reason he almost stepped away was because. He knows he has rising superstars in the front office industry, and he didn't want them to continue getting passed up for promotions. That was part right. of the reason why he considered moving on this year, and that's why he's going to probably move on in three years. But and those guys have done a great job, and really, like it's not even just recent; they've done a great job for forever, really, of of finding diamonds in the rough. Really, the thing that they need to do is they need to start hitting big on those first round picks. Agreed, and that's yep. where we get into what we're talking about today. Oh. But you yep. need to you need to hit big on Nolan Gorman. You need to hit big on you know Dylan Carlson hasn't hit big yet. He's been a good major leaguer, but you need some of your first round picks to be you know because you look around the league, a lot of people are starting to develop these big superstars. They're all around the league, the young ones, and um, I think the Cardinals, Cardinal fans more so, really want their own, and that's where Jordan Walker comes into the conversation because I think he's the one we all believe could be that next guy. I'm not saying next Albert Pujols, but the next young guy that you build around and you have to trade for that guy to bring him in. 
Yeah, and I think to add to that, like Walker, I think was picked 21 in the first round. Um, yeah. You know, the Cardinals, what people also fail to realize, and, and it doesn't, I, I understand we've developed Tommy Edmund and Brennan Donovan and Graceffo and all these guys we've talked about in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. And got Cody Whitley, 27th round, by the way. Like, that's pretty impressive. Um, who hopefully maybe he's back with some in some kind of capacity. This he year. was throwing a bullpen yesterday. I, yep. Um, but one thing is the Cardinals have done this in the last 25 years without essentially a top 10 pick. I mean, regularly, not in the top had not one. never in the, never in the, the top five. Years. So, you know, you look at the Braves who have hit on a lot. Yes. And they've also had a lot of success in the international market where we went out and got Herrera and we went out and have got other people in the, in the, in that market as well. Um, but you look at Houston, Houston was, I mean, the worst team in baseball for years. And yes, they did hit on those first round picks. They also missed a couple, which is going to happen. But the Cardinals have never been in that situation because they have always been successful. So they're always picking later. It's kind of like the Patriots forever in football. They're always picking later in that first round. And to have guys like that hit and then to get guys in the middle of the ground. I mean, it's not always as easy when you're picking 20th versus when you're picking number one or number two overall. Yeah, being able to pick Correa. Spring and Springer early in the, in the top three picks. Bregman, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't remember, maybe you just got into baseball recently. Um, the way you feel about the Reds and the Pirates were the way we felt about the Astros before they left for the American League. They were horrible. I mean, Jose Altuve turned that thing around, but before him, it was God, it was bad. After Beltran and all those guys left, it was horrible. Um, and the Cardinals haven't done that. Uh, I think. There with the Dodgers, maybe at a lower level, because like the Dodgers have developed some superstars. Cardinals, like yes. you said, we, they kind of need to do that. But they pick late, and they're so good at it. And on top of that, it's not just picking the right guys. It's developing them the right way and developing That's them for success. The and it's the culture they have. Um, They have a culture where I've heard a lot of guys speak. They know exactly what's expected of them when they get to the big leagues because that's the same thing expected of them when they're in the minor leagues. It's to go out there and be a winning yep. player every day. And that, that helps. That's guys. That's why guys like Donovan come up and they're there. It's a seamless transition because they've been doing it for five years. So I think they've done yeah. a great job with that. But man, I'm just, I, I, I just I wanted to hit on that a little bit. Like I was looking through that and I thought, you know, it, we mentioned, oh, here's where they were picked. But when you look at the, I mean, the overall makeup of not just this team, not just the 40 man roster, but what's on the horizon. I mean, these are some big names in major baseball. We, they could all be great. They could all be okay. They could all be who knows. But the point is, we're talking about them with an excited tone. And I will say this leading into Jordan Walker. I haven't been this excited about a pro. And you know my love for Nolan Gorman. But I haven't been this excited for a prospect since Oscar Tavares. And unfortunately, we know what happened there. But I haven't been. And, you know, we had we had guys coming along. Bader was coming up. That was, those guys were all fine. Piscotty, Grichik, we didn't draft. But those guys were coming along. I have not been this excited for a baseball player. And I'm not trying to put pressure on him to come up and be Albert Pujols from day one. I'm just excited that we've got a guy who seems to be a guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, you could put him number one on your prospect ranking. And while people would probably disagree with you because there's guys like Carroll and Henderson, people like that, but they would understand. They wouldn't be like, this is nuts. And more importantly, Correct. the three guys that are ahead of him and a lot of them, are, they've all made major league debuts already. There's a yeah. legit case to be made that Jordan Walker is the number one prospect in baseball that has yet to make a major league debut. That's that's rare. That doesn't Agreed. happen very often. Now, for me, the last prospect I was as excited about is probably Alex Reyes. Like I would say he was up there to this level for me because that's fair. God, that guy was incredible when he was coming up. I mean, he was a top five 
He just he was very similar to um Walker. He's a top five consensus prospect in most lists. But man, when you hear Jordan Walker talk, he sounds like he that's a cliche, but he sounds like he's a 35-year-old. Like he I know. and he sounds genuinely excited, but not like he's putting pressure on himself, like he's embracing the opportunity in front of him, which is what you really want. Like you know he knows that people think he's gonna be great. You know he knows he has that prospect pedigree. But man, his, I mean, go look at his parents. They are two incredibly successful people. I've heard nothing but great things about his family. Um, I think he's just grown up in an environment where he's comfortable doing what he's doing. And he's a very professional kid at the age of 20, I'll say. He very, and if you watch him, I've been watching some video of just like, and, and he's with Mason Wynn quite a bit, which we talked about last time. I love that. Uh, but you just kind of watch him carry himself. And you, you played in a lot of the pretty good baseball tournaments, right? Like you played in some pretty good tournaments. And you could just always tell the kids who, oh, that's who the scouts are here to see. That's a lot of times you could tell that. And he just carries himself like that. I mean, the dude was committed to Duke to go play baseball. Duke has a very good baseball program. Duke is, if you do not know, one of the most prestigious academic schools in our country. He was committed to go there. Also a great baseball school. He just, yeah, from he's from Decatur, Georgia. I was looking at his stats. Dude, did you see his junior year stats of high school? No. I'm assuming um, they were good. So his junior year. He hit 519 with 17 home runs, 60 RBIs, and 24 stolen bases. Yeah. That's like and why were you pitching to him after like after he got to 10 home runs? What are we doing here? And then I'm like, the only reason he probably had he probably would have had 70 stolen bases if he didn't if he actually hit singles. Right. In 2020, he had four home runs, was hitting 457, 15 RBIs and 16 games before COVID hit. Like, I mean, and, and he slipped like the fact I think a lot of people honestly believed he might go to Duke. I wonder if that's why how he ended up getting to 21. You know, a lot of those teams don't like to pick guys that they think are going to go to college, and then they end up losing that pick, or they end up with a compensatory pick the next year, and you lose a year of development. Well, really, three years of development in college. But um, I, I just wonder, and I didn't, I I should know more about that, and I would love to have somebody on, which I think we're going to in the next couple of weeks, to ask him about that, if maybe that's how he got to 21, or if there were just 20 freaking dudes ahead of him that were like, I mean, he's, he's only 20, turns 21 in May. Well, let me give you part of the reason. It was the 2020 year, right? So oh, the COVID. So so they didn't have a season, right? He might have gone first right. overall if they would have had a senior yep. season. Like, you know what I mean? That is like true. The Cardinals kind of got incredibly lucky in a sense in 2020, where they could have gotten really unlucky by drafting guys they shouldn't have drafted because they didn't see him yep. how they developed. But instead, they got three high school guys in Walker, Henson, Wynn, all in that draft. Where yeah. I don't know what what those guys have fallen to that those spots if there would have been a season probably right. not so yeah that's that was a all, really I good mean, because what they do five rounds or something like that that year it wasn't yes, even a think, lot remember and I saw a thing saying they might hit the Yahtzee like they're gonna get all five of those guys to the big leagues probably the I love they might, that like, I, I I stole that I'm not sure who I stole it from but was Graceffo the fifth round Graceffo the fifth round I think guy Graceffo was 2021 right okay okay but Alec Burleson was in that draft um. He's already made a debut, um, and I'm not. Morrison was. Yeah, I thought he was drafted in 19. I didn't think he was 2020. But oh, either way, 20. Like, okay, you want to hear it? Yeah. So, they drafted five guys, I believe. Okay, here we go. Um, Jordan Walker, first round, obviously, 21st overall pick. Mason wins second round, 54th pick. Tink Hints, second round compensation. From the Rays, by the way. So if you want to 
not be as mad about the Randy Rosarena trade. They got that from right. the Rays for Tink Hentz. Um, Alec Burleson and the compensation pick for Marcelo Zuna. Um, so they turned Marcelo Zuna into Alec Burleson. Ian Bedell is a reliever that's going to probably make the big leagues. LJ Jones was drafted that year. Another guy who is kind of up on an upward um, trajectory. And then Levi we saw Prater. saw him play I don't last year. About, full disclosure, yeah. don't know much about Levi Prater. But, um, they, I mean, that, that was a really great draft for them, for sure. We saw LJ Jones play last year at Peoria, and he looked legit. He's playing at that. in the I mean, WBC as well for some team. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but, yeah, with Walker coming, okay, so we've talked a lot about what, what the outfield looks like. And uh, just a couple of things. You had talked about the O'Neill, like the Carlson situation, which we talked about last time. You, you were breaking the news. You didn't even know. You were breaking the news that now all of a sudden we find out Tyler O'Neill is playing, is, is competing for the center field job. Um, one thing that you did ask, and it was a great question because I didn't know the answer. And I don't think a lot of people knew the answer. I did read today that they put Dylan on a weight thing and 4,500 calories a day. And he's added 12 pounds of muscle. So, or 12 pounds. I don't know if it's all muscle, obviously, but 12 pounds, 4,500 calories a day, dude. You could, you could wreck some shit with that. Oh yeah. Interesting that all this shit comes out about him immediately after we do the podcast but also he's wearing glad uh, sports goggles now they yeah. said um yeah i don't know but yeah i mean i was kind of pissed because i was like man all these people are talking about the thing <laughs> that i thought i came up with on the show last time and literally the day after it's like all over the place like is dylan carlson the odd man out and i was like i just fucking said this can someone that at is, least this mention is the time me? for you to pat yourself right there right now is the time for you to do that because that was spot on and then you're like we don't even know what has he been doing has he been trying to gain weight yes he did he gained 12 pounds uh he i saw him today in the cage he looks a little bigger but went in a baseball uniform you can't always like you can't always tell that no, um tell but he looked good uh i saw him hit a reigning double today so that was good to see um but with with the with the O'Neill moving to center, are you, are you let's we got to talk about that because like I said, it's it's sort of like the domino. You have to talk about the one to get well, to the you other. Want to talk one. about Jordan a little bit first? We haven't said yeah, anything but, about him yet. Well, I was going to. That's where that's what I, I kind of. This is all leading into where we are okay, going to go with right. him in the fact that well, are you a little surprised that Tyler O'Neill is in center field competing for that job? Yeah, I w- I want to say yes, but also not really because they know Jordan Walker's coming and they know I don't think they know which two players are going to be playing in the outfield with Jordan Walker so to have as much versatility as possible so that you're covered like if Carlson doesn't hit the will O'Neill's been playing center field so he's fine out there if Newbar doesn't hit well we know Carlson can play right field and we know O'Neill can play left field like we they they want to get their bases covered I think but also I think part of it may be to push Dylan Carlson and say hey we're talk competition. This is real. It is competition. Right. You better figure it out. Because like I said, this is this might be his last chance, not to be a big leaguer, because he will be a big leaguer for a long time, but to be a big leaguer for the Cardinals. This might be yep. his last chance. So and he's like got to figure I, it out. I ask you that because I do think it all leads to the guy that we are focusing on in Jordan Walker, because it does seem like we're creating space for him. Uh, I was shocked it wasn't Lars competing in center with Dylan over Tyler a little bit because of the leg injury. They said they Tyler, must feel, they must they feel really Tyler good about it. Tyler wanted to. They said Tyler, was, it was his idea. Yeah. He had an interesting quote where he said, I'm not trying to kick Dylan or anybody out of center field, but I want to know. I want them to know that I can play there. And whatever they see, they deem fit. And whatever they think is the best opportunity, I just want them to know that that's the place I'm willing to play and want to play. 
And we're talking about a guy, people forget this because he's played left field for so long. When Tyler was coming up, his defense to center field was heralded by the Cardinals. Correct. They thought he was going to be a center fielder. Yes. And then Harrison Bader became, you know, one of the best defensive center fielders the Cardinals have really ever had. And that kind of moved him, bumped him to left for a while. But I think it was more of also, you know, we know Tyler O'Neill's a Boris client. He hits like he does and plays center field. It's a big payday. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let, I don't even know. Here's where I stand with you. I don't even know what to say because we don't know yet. You know, I mean, we know all the we know all the the accolades coming out of high school. We know that every level he's been at, he's been successful. We know that he was great in the Arizona Fall League. We know that literally everywhere he's been and everything they've asked him to do, not only has he done it, he's done it incredibly well. Like this is a guy who was a corner infielder, you know, and they moved him to the outfield because obviously when you have Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, let's make room and let's get you out there. Smart move, by the way. He's gone out there. He didn't just go out to the – everybody's talking about him playing a corner outfield, and I do think that's where he lands. He played center field in the Arizona Fall League and at AAA a little bit, or double A. Double A, maybe. Either way, he's played center double field a. as well. This is the yeah, kind of athlete – so, Double A, that's what I meant. Arizona Fall League and double A. That's the kind of athlete we got. Yeah, he, he is a, he's an undervalued as an athlete. Here's kind of where I want to go with this because it gets tricky when you're talking about um, – is my internet okay? It's a little shaky there for a couple seconds, but it's all right. Okay. Well, if it messes up again, let me know. I'll pause this and we can figure it out. But um, I don't want to undersell Jordan Walker's talent because he's one of the most talented um, prospects in all of baseball, probably already one of the most talented players in the entire Cardinals organization, including the major leagues. But I also don't want to put so much pressure on the guy where people think I'm saying he's going to come up and be Julio Rodriguez because Julio Rodriguez is a one-of-one. One. That doesn't happen. So I, I kind of want to walk that line, but I don't, also don't want to say that he's not a guy you should be excited about, because he is, because he's an exciting prospect. But as of right now, that's what he is. He's a very talented and exciting prospect that when you watch him hit, you just listen to the ball off his bat. It's it's different. It really is. Like, that's a cliche, but he is that type of guy. Um, but I don't want to put the pressure of the world on a 20-year-old who hasn't played above double-A. Right. And well, and we know like Rod, Jay Rod came up and struggled. Like he struggled the first month of the season. He was hitting lower in the order. They moved him up to first to try to jumpstart it. It worked. But we also know that there is a part of the fan base here who wants to write off people if they aren't, don't come up in our immediate superstars. Guys also forget that Mike Trout came up and was sent down like twice. So let's not forget this game is really fucking hard. And if Jordan Walker does come up and struggle at the ripe old age of 20, it doesn't mean we should trade him like you want to do with Nolan Gorman and you want to do with everybody else who doesn't hit like Michael Harris did. What Michael Alec Harris Burleson. did this year was a freaking anomaly. It's a, yeah. Alec right. Burleson had 60 play appearances and people think they know who he is already. Correct. They don't. Same with Nolan Gorman. He He's, he, he, this is who he is. Oh, I'm sorry. Where are your credentials? What team are you running right now? Oh, your He's fantasy 22. team. I know. Like, well, let's relax. The- so I, I, that's where I wanted to talk about with you, what you were saying. I agree. We, we have to have great expectations for the guy because that's what you need with a professional athlete, but we also have to be realistic and seeing how soon you get to those expectations. It might not happen overnight. It might, it very it well could. could, but it might not. And like, we have to realize and understand and be patient with these guys because it gets so ridiculous where we mount these pressure or put these pressures on them. And are our, our expectations so high? And they, there's no way they could ever reach it. Yeah, for reference, Jordan Walker, just to give a little bit of background, I know you guys, if you're listening to this, 
like I said, a podcast about the Cardinals in February. You know who Jordan Walker is, okay? Right, so we don't really right. have to spend too much time on it. But number four prospect, according to Baseball America, which is what the people use. That's what most um, most organizations use as their guideline. Um, almost a 900 OPS uh, in AA last year. His power really came on right around the Juan Soto trades talks. Right around that time, he started just crushing homers every day, it seemed like. It With was every fall league, Hit five home runs and 98 plate appearances, I believe. Um, he's, I mean, he's killed at every level. I, I want to make it clear that if anybody has the makeup, both mentally, ma- maturity, physically, everything, he's a total package. If anyone can come up and make an immediate impact, it is Jordan Walker. He has that ability. Like he could come up and be a superstar immediately. That is within the range of outcomes for him. But the more realistic outcome for him is he comes up and maybe he's slightly above average, or maybe, maybe you see glimpses of him being great but it's not sustained because he's 20 years old. That's what we probably should expect from him. And anything else is gravy. That's why the Cardinals like going out and getting Contreras takes a lot of pressure off of Jordan Walker to me. If you would have gone out and gotten Christian Vasquez, well, then you kind of need Jordan Walker when he comes up to be in the middle of your order. Now you're talking about a guy that could bat seventh for you. And if he is just, you know, 10% above league average as a rookie, which is still incredible as a 20 year old, 21 year old, um, that's a good thing. And that's really valuable for your team. But I do want to say that he has the potential to be much more. He could be a Julio Rodriguez because he's that talented, but I'm not going to say he's going to do it until he does it because it's unfair. Agreed. I, I think that's I think that's the way we have to handle it. It's not the way people want to handle Nolan Gorman. It's not the way they want to handle Dylan Carlson, but it's definitely the way we need to handle all of them because, I mean, they're 20 years old. If you look at his career, again, another guy, another one we're talking about here, Donovan, Gorman, um Carlson yep, and now Walker not playing in 2020 well Carlson I guess was weird but another one not playing in 2020 who missed a, an entire season at, at the age of 18 that's that's a very developmental time he missed his senior years in high school right kind of like you so he's your age how's that make you feel I didn't get drafted <laughs> if only um, they would have saw me that year if only I would have gotten picked I, above him. but I will say this I mean career at every level, his career is a 913 OPS with a 525 slugging. I'm like I said, all he's done is hit at every league. There's nothing that tells me he's not going to hit here. But like you said, this is the, this is the men's league. This is the highest league in the world. It's going to be it's it's going to be a, a grind for him and, and tough to do it every night. But if anybody can do it, like you said, it might be Jordan Walker. I mean, yeah, he's he. You hear the, all the things I heard about J Rod when we came on here last year, and I said I think J Rod wins Rookie of the Year because I everything you heard about him was this guy. He's just mature, like he he. Right. That is important to have that that mental maturity to be able to handle the spotlight because when you're a guy like him, like J Rod, like Michael, not even really Michael Harris, even honestly, like Adley, we'll give him, we'll throw him out there. Um, Bobby Wood Jr. You have to be able to handle it. I think Jordan Walker can handle it. But one of the big knocks on him, and and it's kind of, I was listening to some people talk, Kyle Reese, for example. He's like, this is kind of like pointless to say because it's everybody in the minor leagues, but he struggles with breaking pitches low and away because mm-hmm. you just don't see sliders that often that are nasty in double A, he said. Um, so a lot of people have a good uh, ability to throw that pitch. So maybe he's going to have to adjust back to that. There's going to be an adjustment period when he comes up to the big leagues. Or he could hit the ground. I mean, look at Adley Rushman. I wouldn't have expected him to come up and be as impactful as he was immediately, but he did do it. So I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people that says, well, it's impossible. He's not going to do that because that's not true. He could do it. I just want us to know that 
he doesn't have to come up and be immediately in the two hole, you know, hitting 30 homers with Paul Goldschmidt to have a successful rookie year and to have us be excited about him. Like, that's not, that's just not fair to me. And that's what I'm seeing. It's one side or the other. It's one, it's like, oh, he's going to be a bust. Every Cardinal prospect's a bust, or it's, he's got to be the, the guy. I, I, there is middle ground in these things. Like not everything is so black and white. And that's what frustrates me the most. Yeah. Well, and also to be fair, Adley Rushman also had three years at Oregon State to mature as a, as a player, to develop, to mature, and, and the same, all of that. I mean, he didn't make his debut until what he was 23, 24 in the big 20, leagues. 24, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big difference. Four years. It's yeah. a whole high school career difference. Correct. Or college or college career. Like I'm saying, like that's a big difference. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited to see, like I said, I, I keep saying this and I, I, I know that it, it kind of comes off all the time, but I'm just so excited to see how this works in the, uh, in the spring, in spring training. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see Gomez. I'm excited to see it, how they use Mason Wynn. I'm excited to see how they do all these young guys that are on their way. Uh, Burleson. I, I'm just, I, I think Walker is going to get a lot of at bats in spring training. A lot. Um, there's been Mosellock has said this a couple of times that if he were to put a bet on who may lead the team in uh, at bats, like I, would, I mean, Jordan Walker would be towards the top of his list on who is probably going to get the most at bats. And to be honest with you, I don't think we've had a prospect because we didn't have a spring training in 2020. It was that weird like squad versus squad in Bush Stadium spring mm-hmm. training that they had. We've had a we haven't had a prospect where like Julio Rodriguez was last year for the Mariners. And I hate to keep bringing him up, but that's just the first guy I think of um, where you go and you watch the spring training games for that guy to see if right. he can force his way onto the roster. Um, Oscar Tavares was that guy once upon a time. That's a long time ago. Um, so I'm excited. I think that's going to, people might be watching spring training games way more than normal just for this guy to see how he looks. And I think he is the most exciting part about spring training. Like Moses Gomez could be really good. I still don't think he's as exciting as, Jordan Walker because of what we've heard about him and you just kind of get to see for yourself if you really believe like the hype is one thing most people don't watch Springfield games in July but now people are going to get to see hey this kid's probably for real or hey maybe he needs some more seasoning we'll see but I'm glad that people are at least going to be able to see it and like not have to guess about what he looks like and all these things because a lot of people haven't watched him yet this isn't fair and it honestly doesn't mean a goddamn thing if we're going to be really really honest but your prediction right now February 22nd, Ash Wednesday, um, 2023. Is he on the big league team when it breaks for the regular season? Or do you think he's a triple A getting some at-bats down in Memphis? I, I want to start by saying it's impossible to know. Um, that's what, that's right what I agree. Because the reason I say that, because the team doesn't know. But my prediction, I think he's going to hit enough to get on the roster. And if and here's what I will say to that: if he's on the roster, folks, he's starting every day in St. Louis. Field. Yes. Yeah. So that's I, what I, I think, will say. I think he's gonna. I'm not expecting. I guess I can't say that now. I guess I am expecting it. <laughs> I think he has. I did not mean. I, I put you right there on the spot. It's tough. Didn't I? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm throwing it right back at you. So, so okay. be ready. I I when I think about this spring, I think about the perfect storm of. Guys being gone into WBC. Lars Newpar might be gone the whole time. Japan might win the whole fucking thing. So I think it's almost a perfect storm for the kid to get his chance and to run with it. And I think like we talked about the, the emotional maturity, the way he carries himself. He says all the right things. He seems prepared. 
He got he's gained more weight this offseason. He's a fucking monster. We didn't even mention that yet. The dude's six no. foot five, 250 pounds. Huge. That runs like he's six foot two, 180. Um, I think he's going to show out to a level we haven't seen in 20 years. You can infer who I'm talking about in spring training. And I think the Cardinals are looking for that to happen. And they're gonna put one, him on the roster. Whatever y'all do. Do not put uh, this this lofty expectations on him. Let the I'm guy mature. Spring. I'm talking about just number in... two. Breath number two. Hold on. Um, hint, hint. Albert Pujols. <laughs> wink, wink. No, oh, no. I'm not talking. How do you know I'm not talking about like? Come yeah, on. I can't even. I can't even Come hide on. That one. What are you talking you, okay. about? Ichiro. But, you I'm not Ichiro? saying Ichiro. Ichiro now is different. But I, I'm not saying he's going to be Albert Pujols in the regular season. I'm saying he might have one of those spring trainings where just like Albert did, he forces his way, he forces their hand. Not that he's going to put up the same stats as Albert. That's unlikely. It's a shame that I don't have a Jordan Walker jersey for opening day because I think he's going to be in right field. Even though our seats are in left field, I think he'll be in right field. I really do. I, I just feel like it's almost – our. it's not. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll deny it. I almost think the decision's made. And I think you got three guys fighting for two spots. I don't. See, I don't agree with that. Okay, that's fine. But here's that's fine. why. I don't think that they – I don't – I think their hope is – he forces their hand, which normally I don't think I'd say that. I think um, there are times where I think their hope is they find a reason to play somebody else. You know, like they've Paul done that Young, in the past. No like Paul DeYoung last year, right? Paul they looked for yeah. a reason to play Paul DeYoung, right? And they yeah. end up doing it for a while. I think with Jordan Walker, they are so I, – I almost think them not getting another bat this year, they're kind of hoping that he takes that forward and they don't have to answer questions about it. it but more importantly, I think they're hoping that he can do that I also I heard something interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I know we're not going to stay too much longer, but the Cardinals have done this thing where they seem to bring guys up a lot in the middle of the season just because they normally have guys set in place that they want to see how that works out. And I think that I think if you get a guy like Jordan Walker and you say, hey, kid, go run with the job, you're opening day, you're playing right field, you don't worry about getting sent down, go do your thing. If you do that, does that give him a level of comfortability and confidence that maybe bringing him up in the middle of a race in May? to fill a struggling Dylan Carlson's hole or whatever it is. Um, do you think that puts less pressure on him and gives him maybe like a, like a, a way to breathe easier? Gives him a, it's an easier transition for him. He doesn't have to come from Memphis. Absolutely. You have, do you think there's anything to that? And you think they think I, there's I th- anything to I that? I think there's a lot to that. And I'm not saying that's what they'll do. I mean, we, we look back and, and you know, you made the, the Oscar Tavares um, comment. It was Chris Bryant. It's the guy I always think about who got so screwed by the cut. I mean, he didn't. he didn't, he didn't, it was embarrassing that he was at AAA doing what he was doing at AAA. And I almost feel like that's he was crazy, Walker's, dude. Huh? He, he's yeah, one of the almost, best prospects I've seen in the yeah, last 20 years. I've ever seen. Like, honestly, one of the, one of the top ones I've ever seen. And they put him down there and he was like hitting 470 or something he, ridiculous. He wasn't getting out. It was crazy. AAA. And I almost feel like that's what Jordan Walker's done at every level. I'm not saying that's what he's going to do if he's a AAA. I, I honestly. Yeah, yes, he will. <laughs> I think they carry five outfielders. I think they carry five outfielders. And I think they, I think Jordan Walker is one of them. What I will say is this, it almost sucks that this isn't Albert and Yachty's last year. And Jordan Walker wouldn't be the number one story in spring training. Do you know what I mean? Like he knows he's the number one story in spring training right now. He knows that it's Wayno's last year. Also, don't you think it's a litmus test to see how he handles it? Because he's going to be the number one story when he comes up. But wouldn't it have been nice for him probably to come in and all the media is on Albert and Yachty. And then he can just go in and, and rate. Like that would have been really, really a nice thing yeah, for I, him. I, I, it's yeah, not, it's I, not I, what I, happened. It's not how no, the, the, no, no. The, it all came out, but I, I still have this feeling that you're looking at a guy who's going to hit 20 home runs and 
2023 and be a massive part on a team that I've said it before. And I'm going to stick to it. Wins 95 to hundred games in the national league. Yeah. I, I, this well, I'll get before you before you say what you're going to say. I want to yeah. say one more thing about Jordan Walker specifically. Yeah, before you go into the team, um, he has exceeded exponentially exceeded. Is that the right way? That's what I'm going to say anyway. Um, expectatedly, exponentially, no, yeah, sure. expeditedly, no, he didn't. Yeah, that's 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 making it faster. Exponentially, well, he did yeah. do that as well, but no, that's not what I meant. He right. has exceeded um expectations to a level we haven't really seen at every single spot he's been at since he's gotten drafted. So for us to stay here and say that it is improbable or impossible for him to do it again this spring would be kind of uh, ignorant. I think like when I say we have to say he has to do it. I mean, if he goes out there and he shows maybe he needs some seasoning in AAA, I'm not going to hold against the Cardinals to put him down there. And I think it's a good right idea if he needs more development. Um, But I think to not at least have the idea in your head, that he could go out there and just do what he's done his whole professional career and be amazing. I think you're kind of doing yourself and him a disservice and not really like visioning what his, what he's done, like viewing, I guess and what he's done. We, we have done everything the way they probably teach you not to do it in journalism by putting all of the horses, all of the carts in front of the horses. It's a player profile just, and a projection. Agreed. 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 And if we're going to make these predictions, let's make these predictions. Um, if you're, if we're wrong, we're wrong. But I, I honestly truly and believe yeah, I, that we see him doing, in right field on opening day. I really we're do. Gonna, and we're going to be doing a lot of podcasts during spring training where this could change. Like we could say he doesn't look ready or we could say, holy right. shit, this guy's bad 500. He's getting on the team. Like right. it's going to change. It's subject to change. And I'm going to get clear if the Cardinals put him down in AAA, even if he has a good spring, let's just say good, not great. Like he's bad in 300 or something in spring. I don't really care about those stats in spring. But let's just say he's having a good spring and they put him down in I'm not going to hold it against him or be mad at them for it. Cause I think he development's important. And if they feel there's some things he needs to develop, then that, okay, you know, do it. Don't, don't rush him if you don't have to, or if you feel like he would benefit from not being rushed then don't rush him. I'm okay with that 100%. And the biggest thing that we haven't hit on yet, his outfield defense, they need to see that improve in order for, to bring him up. Like that, that, he hasn't had a lot of reps. He's only been there for a few months. So that has to improve as well. It's not just the bats. So, but I, I just have a gut feeling and I'm going with it that he's going Dang. to go out and make the team. I just do. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, but I'm making my prediction and I'm making it strongly. So if I'm right, I can pat myself on the back. Like I always good. do. Good, good, good. That's, At least that's self-awareness good. is important, Dan. Absolutely. I am really proud of you for that. Um, I will say the one thing I was going to say is I think the wildest take right now by people who, when they when they say this, it sort of makes me understand that they don't understand or don't watch baseball outside of St. Louis. I don't like to say the word understand. Don't watch baseball outside of St. Louis. Is that because we're not playing the Bre- or the Pirates and the Reds more games this year, now the Cardinals aren't going to be as good. It's almost like they don't understand there are other bad teams that exist in baseball. Yes, we will play some good teams. Yes, we, but so will everybody else. Like that, it blows my mind. It's like, you really honestly do not understand this at all, do you? I think it's going to be positive. Like I do- I do think playing outside of the NL Central, one, I think it's going to give them more credibility if they are good. People aren't going to put them down as much for being just a good team in the NL Central. So I do think that's a good thing, just because I'm tired of that bullshit. But also, I think if they do go out and they struggle against other divisions, let's say they do, okay? They play more games against other divisions, and they're struggling a little bit. Hopefully, that brings a little bit of self-awareness to say, maybe we aren't as good as we need to be, so we need to get up to a different level. So I I don't. think it's going to be a positive. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think this team – 
the way it's constructed currently um, and how if Jack Flaherty does, we've talked about him, right? We'll talk about him more later. More if later, they, yeah. if these things that we expect to happen, happen, I think they can compete with any team in baseball. So I don't really care about the schedule, to be honest. Yep. I agree. I agree. I'm, and I'm, I'm honestly very excited to see all the, to get to see all the teams. I'm, I'm excited to get to see us play everybody every year. I'm ready for that. And also the other team. I watch a lot of the late night games. I'm excited to see all of that. Uh, I, I'm just, just to stay with Jordan. I'm on the Jordan Walker train as everyone seems to be. That's not going out on a limb here, but I do believe that you're going to see Walker and Gorman in the lower half of that lineup. And I think people are, I, I'm, can you imagine again? We go back to what if it's O'Neill? Whatever you're gonna say, what, relax. What if it's O'Neill Walker Gorman at six, seven, eight? Tommy at nine. Yeah, it could be. That's. Uh, I mean, I think I think Tyler's gonna be in the top five. But um, yeah, I mean, that's whoever could be. A so you think he is second? I think he might be fifth. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's yet to be determined. I, I we just talked about though that he was hitting with the other three in the middle of the order. I do think yeah. that's something that to, to keep an eye on. Um. I feel like we gave our viewers whiplash in this episode because we went from saying, don't expect him to do all these things. No, well, we to, didn't. To, we you said didn't. the same shit. You well, said the same all shit. I said Hold on. Was... Hold on. Let me, let me can I explain my point first. <laughs> yeah. To saying that we believe he's going to be on the roster opening day. I want to make this clear. When I said don't have these lofty expectations that are unrealistic, that was to his performance in the regular season. Okay. The, the spring training season, he's going to be facing a lot of AAA pitching, a lot of guys working on stuff from Major League Baseball. It's not the same intensity as the regular season. We know these things. My belief is that Jordan Walker is going to go to AAA and destroy everything he sees because that's what he does in the minor leagues. I think he's going to be facing a lot of that same competition in spring training. And the way I view it, I think he's going to do what he would do in AAA in spring training because he's facing similar pitching. And they're just going to say, well, there's really nothing that he needs to show us at AAA they didn't just show us in spring training and that might catapult him onto the roster. That was my view of it. So I wanted to clear that up. He might, I don't think he's going to be Albert pools in the regular season. He's probably, I can almost guarantee you he's not, I can almost guarantee you it's not going to happen. Dude. He's one of one. He's, he's yeah. One I mean, he's one. almost like more, if there was a term that was more rare than one of one, then he would be that like that. Albert pools just don't come along. He hits 700 home runs. He averaged 35 home runs for 20 years. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Jordan Walker, I can guarantee you, not going to do that. He's not. He's not no, you can't it. guarantee that. I can guarantee it. I would feel pretty confident betting everything I own that he may, maybe he'll only hit 699, Dad, but I don't think he's hitting 700. Which, by the way, if you notice the walls behind you, it might not be that much that you own. Yeah, but if I turn it this way, I have some electronics. Oh, okay. Sir. I, I bet my PlayStation Five that he doesn't <laughs> hit seven hundred. Oh, no, I agree I'll with everything for you said there because <laughs> I, my point was that if he does make it, people have to temper the expectations. I agree, yes. but I still believe he has the potential that if he does make it, which I do believe he's going to, to hit twenty home runs his rookie year in the show. I really, yeah. I, I truly believe that. Um, so that. that's, that's where not, I stand to, as well. To put that into perspective, that's not outlandish, even though it might sound like that is a high expectation. Don't cross at 18 as a rookie, right? Right. Like, yep. 20 home runs. Like that's well within range for, for most guys that we have in our system, yep. except for like the Donovans and Edmonds, like that's in, that's in within range. Uh, yeah. So that was, and, and again, I don't think we're giving our, our, our fans and our viewers whiplash. I think you have to go. I've, I've said this like for the last three up ep- or last two episodes, especially to get to one, you almost have to go to the other, and then you have to break that one down, which kind of leads you. It's like those old books you read in, like little when you were little, 
Like Did you pull something and it takes you one path. Bingo. That's the yeah. way the, that's the way this outfield situation's like. Um, um so I'm excited. It, Game starts Saturday. Yep. Uh, I'm excited for that. I want to end it with this. Be excited about Jordan Walker because you should be, and he's played well enough to earn your excitement. Like he has done that. Yep. You should be excited for him. He's very exciting. The guys like him, they're very rare. You don't get them very often. But also be reasonable. That's all I yeah. ask. Be excited, but be reasonable. There's no reason if someone says they're excited for Jordan Walker for you to say you shouldn't be. We he hasn't proven anything. No reason to say that. You should be excited yeah. for him. He's an exciting prospect, but he's just that. He's an exciting prospect. If he comes up and he has an incredible rookie year, then we can start getting to the crazy extension talk and over blowing everything. Then we could do that. Right. But for right. right now, let's let the kid be a 20 year old. Yeah. And let's let him surprise us. Let's let him surprise us. That's what I want to yeah. say. Yep. Uh, very well said. Very well said. Uh, before we get out of here, I uh, want to wish your better half a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Grace. Are you guys going to do something tonight? I think so. We ordered Chick-fil-A. So that's been our event so far. It's been, to be fair, it's been like tornadoing here. Today, yeah, so. it's been pretty gross up there. So be safe if you go out. Uh, I texted her earlier, but tell her I said happy birthday and we gave her a shout out out here. So happy birthday, Grace. Um, final thing. Thank you again. Greatly appreciate you guys for joining us. If you can see, you can see our socials right here and everything else is in the bio. But also don't forget to hit that little subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. Leave us a comment on YouTube. We love them. A lot of times we'll just hit hit the love react on it because so, we're going to mention it on the air. So sometimes we'll comment back, but a lot of times we try to get those on the air. We're not going to do that this time. Hale's got to go uh, and I need to go and we got that, but that's okay. We'll get to those next time. Uh, who are we doing next time? Pitchers. We start with pitchers. Do, are we? I think so. I don't think so. But I think there might be somebody in there that we will just like tease this now as we get Paul out of here. Young, I hope. That we <laughs> you don't want to do the you don't want to do the DeYoung. Like Paul DeYoung hit a bomb off Andre Palanta on his first swing of life BPs. It begins. Uh, yes. Oh, the one thing <laughs> I wanted to say, I do not do not want to leave this without saying, and I meant to say it earlier, damn it, I forgot. Jordan Walker, first at bat in professional baseball, first pitch you saw he hit a home run. So just there's that too. And also the kid's growing into his power. We can talk about this guy forever. Yeah. We will be talking about him a lot through spring yes. training. I, I whether, he feeling, has a, yeah. whether he has a great amount of success, like we said, we think he can, or whether he maybe struggles a little bit. And we'll talk about what we think he needs to work on before he gets up to the big leagues. There's no doubt we will have stuff to talk about with him one way or the other during spring training. Yeah. Uh, my hint on who we should talk about next time is he was on our Facebook page today. So there we go. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I feel yeah. bad. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. His dad's his, coming after me. Again. I was going to say his dad's not going to be happy with you. If he's <laughs> all right, watching. let's end this thing. I gotta um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you once again. Hit that little subscribe button. Have it. If the weather's bad, stay safe. Uh, everybody have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Be kind and we'll see you soon.